Welcome back to Chunky Glass of the Podcast. Another week, uh, another fun time hanging out in the basement. I am Kevin as usual. I uh, hope you guys all tuned in last week to hear our conversation with Chad Clark from Beauty Bill. Uh, finally, uh, as I mentioned in that one, well, we were going to go see the show. Uh, our friend PJ Sykes came up uh, and we went out to the show at Artisphere. And I am happy to report uh, that it is... It was hands down one of the best shows uh, I think I've ever seen uh, up there uh, along the likes of uh, LCD Sound System at, at uh, Madison Square Garden. So, you know, that may seem hyperbolic to some of you listening. Be like, no way, man. But yeah, that's about that's about where it's at. So uh, that residency at Artisphere is unfortunately over. They've got a few more tour dates uh, coming up, but hopefully uh, they will be taking this uh, type of performance, which is the band performs around the audience uh, in a in a art gallery, and hopefully they'll be taking it out on the road. So, uh, congratulations to those guys because it, uh, it was a phenomenal uh, show, phenomenal just sort of uh, achievement they've had with their new album. Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some similar issues. I think of mortality. Uh, it's a little more tragic in this. Uh, going to be talking about. Uh, Brown Bird, Dave Lamb, uh, lost him to leukemia, uh, last year. Uh, their new album, Axis Monday, uh, came out. Uh, his wife, Morgan Eve Swain, uh, finished that. Uh, so we're gonna be, it was recorded, uh, during his sickness and a little before and, uh, finished after his passing. So we're gonna be talking about that and we're also gonna be talking about a, uh, fantastic new album from Colin Stetson. And Sarah Newfold of, uh, you might recognize those names, Colin Stetson. They actually played on the Beauty Pill album, but uh, Sarah Newfold uh, is actually the violin player for Arcade Fire. So, uh, got a good podcast coming up for you this week. Gonna cut this all this chit-chat short right now since it is a little longer. Uh, we got a little in-depth into some stuff, so uh, here you go. This is episode number 115 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review of just a shit sandwich. That right there is a lot of the Welcome to the basement, Henrietta Porkchop. <laughs> I I haven't said this before, but if you uh, if you have listened to this at all, I think you realize this is a very pet friendly uh, podcast. Yeah. And uh, this week we have one of my favorite pets who doesn't like me so much, Henrietta Porkchop. It's a pug wawa. So yeah, it's fat pug body and tiny chihuahua head, and it's amazing. Uh, she's here to talk about some music. 
She's here to get all mopey on the couch. Uh, Yeah, which is she doing? She's doing well. She's doing well. Yeah, Uh, I'm going to be really careful and not make any sudden moves, though. (laughs) I tried to to feed her a little nugget of something, and then I I, I made the mistake of of rubbing her back while her back was turned. No, no. She didn't sink her teeth in, but she she let me know that she She, had some She lets you know that she owns teeth. Yeah, she's uh, she's not afraid. She She doesn't like the men. Given that she's eight inches tall, you can kind of understand why she's a little skittish. Yeah, but piranhas yeah. are even but, smaller than that. Yeah, and they're, and, they're, but they're, and they're far more bitey. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> she's, she's, she's made it clear she does not yeah. like those of us who are wearing, wearing She gave, gave the couch a lick. Also joining us, uh, as you can hear, Adam Amen. and Carrie. Hello. Uh, I think coming out, even though in the face of despair, our caps. That <sighs> yeah, was only game Blowing two. It. And it, was, it, was, they, it didn't blow it. That was a really good game. It was only game two. And, uh, you know, well, we're, it's you sound like Chenault. <laughs> my only I'm only I'm concerned about Capitol's history. And, you know, uh, right. but but who knows? Maybe this time they'll they'll turn it around. As hard as they continued to play for the last five minutes of this game, um, yeah. I was pretty irritated at how many shots on goal they were giving the Rangers. And we but, knew they were going to be I knew they were going to be uh, the Rangers were going to come out really pissed right. after the way they lost game one. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm not I, I'm, I'm at the very least. I'm pleased that we got one win. In New York, snuck a win out of the deal. Oh, definitely. So you know, better yeah. than better than I expected. And and those of you looking for a music podcast, we've changed. It's now, it's now all We're sports, now all, all sports all the time. Hey, it's weasel, weasel and Tallywhacker talking sports for you. <laughs> hey, everybody. Tallywhacker is hey. maybe the best word ever created. <laughs> weasel and the Tallywhacker. But uh, we've also got today. Another... We brought along a small dog. Hey. <laughs> we, we've also it's all a sports take. Is going upstairs, going down right. Now is uh, mint juleps, courtesy of of Carrie. So we are not give it about fifteen twenty minutes, and then we are not responsible for what we say. Right? Uh, Kentucky Derby, Happy Naked Gardening there. Day, everyone. Happy, yes, yeah. indeed. Uh, but no, we are, we are actually here to talk about music. We're going to be talking about uh, an album from Rhode Island's uh, Brown Bird. Actually, their uh, swan song, and literally. There's one song, and um, an album from uh, Colin Stetson and Sarah Newfold. Uh, if you know Colin Stetson, he's a saxophone player. He actually plays on the uh, Beauty Pill record, which Dr. Oh, really? last week. Mm. Yeah, I did not know that until uh, picking up the LP. I did not we'll know that until about. five seconds ago. Um, and Sarah Newfold of of uh, uh, Arcade Fire fame. She she's she's the violin player there, or the initial one. Uh, before that, you want to get into a little stuff that went on this week in the music news. Uh, you guys want to start with Groove Shark or uh, sure? Okay. Why not? So I am pretty sure that if you're listening to this, you know what Groove Shark is. But to explain it like uh, really simply, it's essentially if Napster had survived and turned into a, a thing that had a really shitty interface, but you could still get like all the music that you wanted, and nobody was paying for it anywhere. Right, it was all for free. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that was Groove Shark. Um, and, you know, at least I do. I don't want to speak for you guys, but like, I, I've advocated for, uh, not, not for piracy directly, but, you know, th- there is some benefit to this stuff being out there. It increases your vocabulary. So say, for example, uh, some, a user of Groove Shark may have, uh, listen to enough stuff that they wouldn't have that they would enjoy the second album we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. uh, where normally they might not have but uh what i'm not a fan of is just is is a service making money uh yes doing that yes and 
Uh, and that's what they and were doing. Bragging about it. You know, like being, oh, not almost. They were I totally mean, just, bragging about it. I mean, built into like their operational procedures was like figure out how to get this song on the service without paying for it. Mm. Uh, and it was it was litigated for years, and then finally uh, came down that like yeah, you're fucked, and so they shut them down. So uh, there's good. I I hope people don't look to that and be like, you see, streaming music is bad because that had nothing to do with streaming music. That was music. one bad operator. It had nothing to do with streaming music. I mean, yeah. the the, well, the service we're going to talk about in a second, too, uh, you know, they, they pay for their stuff. Uh, you know, the only question is is whether or not Henrietta Porkchop is going to make it off the couch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's um, making a run for it. Um, but in, in, other, in the streaming space... Uh, their uh, title this week, last week we said, mentioned that, or, or two weeks ago we mentioned that uh, they fired everybody. Now they're raising the price. Because that's what <clears throat> you do when you are. When you want to gain confidence <laughs> in your brand. When you want to gain confidence in the thing. Fire everybody and then charge more. <laughs> and then the charge product. more. Right. Particularly they, as everybody around you drops their prices. This was, uh, Jay Z went on a, a little tirade on, on, uh, of, not quite of Patton Oswalt quality, but uh, a little tirade on Twitter and all these things, very defensive tweets about what, how great title was and stuff. And then uh, they bumped it up the price. They've since rebutted that and saying, no, we're doing this because of Apple. So we have to make our extra 30% because Apple's taking their 30%, which, while true, mm-hmm. uh, their app dropped below the top 700 apps in the App Store. So, <laughs> Meanwhile, Spotify went right back up to the top. Right. So <laughs> right. Uh, this is this is better than Prince is a Dick because this is just like the... This is comedy. Jay-Z, Jay-Z setting money on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that happened this week... Um, in re- I don't know if it was in response to uh, them somewhat imploding and then raising their prices, but mm-hmm. Spotify started offering um, their premium service. You could instead of it being nine ninety nine a month, the first three months are ninety nine cents. It's kind of one. I, I wonder where they came up with that number. I, right, right, right. <laughs> I was wondering if that was real when you sent that to oh, me. Oh, it was totally real. Oh, real. It was totally real. <laughs> the the uh, promo code I made up, but the uh, the fuck Jay Z promo, promo code. FKJZ. 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 <laughs> but uh, I did think that it was hilarious that they picked ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a comedy of errors. The uh, they uh, broadcast Jack White, uh, his final like folk things, and then I shit you not. 12 hours later, it was on YouTube, and they're still pimping it as like, it's an exclusive. Right. And, it, and, and like, the, the same thing's going to happen with the, uh, the Beyonce, Jay-Z album that they say they're only going to release on Tidal. It'll yeah. be out in five minutes. Well, you know, that's when, when they realize that Tidal doesn't have any subscribers, <laughs> you know, uh, I think they'll change their tune well, on that. Well, they do. They have 70,000. <laughs> I mean, it's actually something. Yeah, I think it's a different number, but it's it's something ridiculously low. I know, Come but on. I think that Brian Gruner has more followers on Twitter. Than <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> seventy thousand, seventy thousand dollars. So seventy thousand followers is not, or seventy thousand subscribers is not no. an impressive number. No, it's not at all. And I'm probably wrong. It's probably a little higher, but it like what is Spotify like fifteen million or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, not, have, we're, we're, not, we're not good for facts. It's we're just be- giving you the general bar, bar, ballpark. <laughs> don't don't quote us. There's dogs outside barking, which makes yeah. Henrietta Porkchop have to feel like she needs to defend all of us. So mm. if you see her start mm. to go into ferocious mode and Hulk smash mode, just be prepared. Yeah, it just yeah. It, right. <laughs> She's pissed now. Yeah, th- th- this this feels like a really sinking ship. And, yeah, and and I think Jay Z is so used to success in everything he does 
that uh, this this is probably just another thing that he's gonna do, you know, and it it's not working. No. I, don't, I don't think he fully understood um, maybe the business model, or I don't think maybe he understood what he was getting into, or maybe he understood it. He, maybe he understood it and just didn't. Or, I, I think it was he was presuming that. I'm Jay-Z, damn it, and this is going to work. Because, I mean, yeah. I think on the podcast, was it, three weeks ago, you were bringing up, Kevin, you were bringing up some yeah. concerns about why do we need this service and the sound quality is not significantly better than anything else. And, the you know, the response was, well, it's Jay-Z and everything he touches turns to gold, so don't count him out. And then within three weeks, the whole thing is just blown to shit. Yeah, right. yeah. It's it's a, it, Now, do, do you guys think maybe, I mean, look, we know um, – the streaming services aren't perfect. Right. But we also know that the problems are essentially the same problems as they've always been, is bad deals with your label. Right. But do you think, like, at least in theory, uh, what they're trying to offer it could be a viable model? It's just they, they, they just fucked it up, like, right. rolling it out? I think, the again, the initial PR push left a bad taste in everybody's mouth yeah. because you had a bunch of musicians who were already millionaires – uh, and who are already enormously successful talking about how, you know, they like they're real, being ripped off by the yeah, man. And you're like, yeah. you are the man. Yeah, yeah. you are the man. Um, you know, I'd like I, I would absolutely love to see um, kind of more equitable profit sharing for the artists. I think I think uh, the artists should be making the bulk of the money. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and, and if that's what Jay-Z was talking about, then fine. But I don't think that, that – but that wasn't what he was talking about, correct? I think, no, it, it, no I, think, I think that was rolled into a little what he was talking about. But the problem is he can't – He can't deliver he can't, that. He can't deliver it. He can't he legally can't, deliver that. Yeah. He can't negate like an entire industry's worth of contracts. Right. If you're talking about picking up new artists, sure. Right. And maybe uh, there there was a better profit-sharing model there if you sort of use title as your sole distribution model. Right. But again, if you're doing that – you're banking on like, okay, Jay-Z is going to be promoting you. Uh, I'm, you're definitely giving some money to him, but you're tied into one network. So, yeah, yeah. And aside from that, I don't know that I'd – I mean, I guess I'd trust Jay-Z to, to choose like up-and-coming hip-hop artists to sign. I don't know that I'd trust Jay-Z to choose like – you know, indie rock artists or, yeah. or, or like or the next blues guitarist. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, Colin Stetson. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know like that, that I'd trust him to genre. choose that for us. And, and I, if he's talking about building his own whole new network and everything like that, then fine. But yeah. I, but here's a question. How many artists, Jay-Z kind of, does he have a label already? I'm, I'm kind of ignorant about Jay-Z's business I practices. suspect, I don't know for sure. So I, mean, I, I don't want to say. Like, it feels like he kind of does. You know, it feels like Jay Z maybe has like artists. No, well, he's not. He's not on. Well, he he may, but he's not on a label now. I do know this, mm -hmm. and so he's basically went out and said, uh, "Title is my label." I see. Okay, but prior prior to title, I'm wondering if he had anything like that, and if he did, I'd like to know how artists who signed with him were treated. Yeah. You know, and if that's if that's then to me that would be indicative as to whether or not he'd be worthwhile to to like have as a you know. An owner or an A and R yeah. rep or someone who's going to treat artists equitably. Like, but you'll never get that information. I don't know. Let's see how many guys he signed. Let's see how see see and how many of them have died on the vine. Yeah, you know, or who's been successful, but like initially, mm -hmm. you know, but then isn't doing anything. You know, I mean, I, I would almost t trust you know Jack White or uh, you know other artists that have more of a history of a. Uh, uh, 
depth and breadth across the board on, right. on different types of music. Like maybe if, if he were to, if Jay Z were to say, okay, that we're going to put this panel together of successful musicians who have had success in a range of mm-hmm. different genres, and we're all going to be trying to build this thing together. Yeah. That that'd be fine, but when you just you you know you have the the cabal of uh, evil all sitting around in black and white saying give us more money, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, it doesn't come across well. So I wasn't. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm skeptical. I, the the situation better the devil we know, you know. Yeah. And the devil we know is Spotify and and things and label deals are shitty. Newsflash. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean uh, that, that's the thing. I think I think we're all looking. <laughs> For no one, a, a solution to that. You no, know, it's the music business. The gods will not help you. The no. gods will not help anybody. Nope. Well, because the thing you is know. that no matter how bad it gets, you're always going to have infinitely more people on the bottom attempting to become musicians because even if they don't get paid, they want to do it. Right. You know, you're lo- there was something that went around uh, yesterday. It was a picture of like you're loading $5,000 worth of equipment into a $5,000 car to drive 100 miles for a $50 gig. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. People are going to play. They're going to keep. Yeah. There, there will continue to be fodder for this mill no matter how shitty it gets. Right. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and, and there's also the, the this is a harsh reality is that no matter how good your album you think your album is, it doesn't matter, right? Because y- like you aren't buying all the copies, mm-hmm. and you know that's uh, weird. Like we we talk about like getting out of the way when you're recording, making music a lot, but getting out of the way when you're trying to sell it. Uh, PJ Sykes was here, and we were talking about it. he's in a band Hoax Hunters, mm-hmm. which I'm wearing the shirt sure, right sure. now. A great band out of uh, out of uh, Richmond, Virginia, and yeah, they get love, but they also sell no records. Get, yeah, they also sell no records and stuff. And he's they're getting ready to like start thinking about making a new record. And he's we talked a lot about you know all these tactics you can like do to get stuff, and and it it all like none of it makes sense, mm-hmm. like because you know. He's going to put his heart and soul into that, and uh, and nobody's going to. And, and well, that's not that nobody's going to know, but the, you just you, there's no fathoming how to be successful in this business. Yep. And those who claim they have it figured out are all kind of full of shit, you know. Yep. Or <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 you never know. There's no telling who's going to become like amazing and who's not, or who's going to catch fire with the public and who's not. Yeah. There's, there's no formula. There's no set way of doing anything. And, uh, it's a perfect segue though, into the last news thing I want to talk about. We'll, okay. we'll return to title next week. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> there will always be more things to talk right. about. With uh, that. you can't tell who's amazing unless you're Drake who mm. is, uh, earlier this week. And it was by surprise. I think it caught everybody by surprise. Uh, Curiously, it was not announced really by many local outlets, no. but uh, the Landmark Festival uh, taking place on the mall at the end of June, I believe. End of September. End of, oh, is it September? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Wow. Facts. They don't matter. Uh, <laughs> Mint Jalope, what? <laughs> uh so basically what you have here is, is, uh, people like Drake, people like The Strokes. You've got some, uh, local people thrown in. Avers is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, uh, War on Drugs. Maybe it's a which, really- how do you have War on Drugs at a festival <laughs> if they're going to play four hours? I think we, <laughs> I think they'll, actually, I think they'll make it, them tone it down a little bit. It's a bit. really good lineup. It's actually. a decent lineup. I think it's a, so, but, it's a, it's one of the more solid lineups I've seen of anywhere else. But year. Adam and I were talking about upstairs. We said, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> It's taking place in in West Potomac Park. Mm-hmm. They're anticipating fifty thousand people, and I could be wrong, but 
I'm not sure you can fit more than 10 there. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that the whole thing is it's supposed to be to help raise money for the mall preservation, which I am all for because the mall is trashed right now. Yeah, it yeah. looks like a soccer field in Pakistan. Right. But yeah. the thing is, is that they're they're doing they're, <laughs> they're doing that by bringing 50,000 people to stand on the grass and throw trash everywhere. Well, I don't know that a music festival it's is. Not, but the point is, it's not on the main part of the. It's the, not on the main part of the new, mall, it's but between, it's, it's, it's on between, the part that's not. Not trash. If there's 50,000 people, it will be on the main part of the mall. Right. And because yeah. the Smithsonian is the main, um, is the main vent, is the main, uh, would you quit growling at everybody? <laughs> the main metro stop is on the Smithsonian. It's that right there in the middle go of the mall. Tromping all the way down. Exactly. And, uh, past, and the, all past the, the Washington Monument. All the vendors, all the, anybody else who's going to be there. And we're being like curmudgeons right now, but. but it's going to be great. But it, I just, I think it's hilarious that it's like, we're, you know, it's like, uh, we're trying to stop fire by building a fire right <laughs> so, right okay yeah uh it, it's right. an interesting line. alcohol anonymous presents a keg keg party fundraiser <laughs> exactly. I, I will you say they, they they almost press proofed it by like so it is it's an, an aa fundraiser at blue jacket yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh so but they uh so it's thrown by moonshine sale <laughs> C3 is behind it, who, who does Bonnaroo, uh, mm-hmm. and used to be old Superfly Productions, I think. So right. it'll be good. And, and yeah, so they know what the hell they're doing right. and, and whatnot. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna raise a lot of money. Uh, like you said, they might trample stuff. The ticket price, it, like, it, it's press proof because you can't, it, it's going to, Charity. I mean, right. arguably, right. there's a lot better charities for this to go to, but it's right. going to restore them all. So, two hundred dollars for two days. Right. Well, the, the early sale was one fifty, which is still high for a two day festival. Yeah. Uh, how much does it cost? How much? Know how much does like a Bonnaroo ticket cost? I think they're two hundred now. So, I but mean, Bonnaroo is seven days. I mean, that's that's a, a pretty seven days. Bonnaroo? You have better drugs than everybody there. Yeah. <laughs> Bonnaroo is at least it's a weekend. It's a weekend. No, it's not. It's like five days. Yeah, it's a weekend. Facts. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I personally, I'm interested because I, that is sort of my old hood. We lived in Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. um, so theoretically, could have just ridden our bikes right on down the mall. It's a great ride. I suggested if you haven't taken that ride before, but mm-hmm. uh, you know. It, because it's a music festival, because we are a music festival crazy culture now, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how many people come in. From I don't know now. that DC is necessarily a music festival town. That's though. what I'm wondering. You know, I mean, I kind of noticed. I was at the first Lollapalooza back mm-hmm. in the Stone Age, and and that was um that was out at Lake Fairfax Park. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that wasn't in DC. That was like that was like 20 miles outside of town, and I don't I don't know, man. Like. The only everyone showed up for John Stewart, you know. Everyone showed up for the John Stewart Stephen yeah. Colbert thing, but other than that, oh my god, that was that was amazing, insanely. You couldn't yeah. even get onto the mall. Yeah, that was so that was crazy. Right, but, and we've seen that. We've seen inaugurations now. Inauguration also, was it, a million people, so a little shy of yeah. 50, but people show up for the inauguration. They'll show up for like John Stewart. But I don't know that they're going to show up for Drake. But the, but the festivals, you know I mean? the festivals that huh? they've had out of Mary, I, I the, the, they will. The festivals that they that they've had at Merryweather have been pretty well populated, and uh, like okay. Virgin Festival is always just ridiculously packed. Yeah, um, I haven't been to Sweet Life in a, uh, forever, but um, I think people will come. But it okay. is just hilarious that it's 
don't trample the mall, but trample the mall. Well, we, we hope to do uh, some more reporting on it. I have uh, yet to track down a press contact. So if you are running this festival and want to let us cover it, <laughs> uh, you can contact me at what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, yeah, so it, it, it'll be interesting. If we're, if we're I'm not sure if we're even, Dari and I are even going to be in town, but. Uh, well, since you don't know what day it is, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm intrigued by the prospect. I I like think like you, Adam. It could be disastrous. Could be a total debacle. Yeah. So uh, all, of, all of Beltsville is coming into town. You know, basically. Yeah. I do wonder where they came up with the name because there's actually a landmark in the area. Landmark. The, the, the mall. <laughs> shitty mall. It's an insanely shitty mall. That mall is and like so tumbleweeds. No, it's terrible. It's like tumbleweeds in a That's dollar That's what I'm saying. Why would there? you name a festival landmark yeah. when there already because is something Because it's that's... on the mall with all the landmarks? Mm, they got to do, they need to do better than they that. They need to do a little research before yeah. they name okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm telling you, living in Virginia, you hear the word landmark and you just kind of shut So you go like, yeah. <laughs> I like, they you haven't torn that down yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, enough of that. Let's talk about some music. Uh, let's get to uh, some Brown Bird first. All right. So long adolescence of the frightened soul You're entering the ritual That track is uh, Adolescence uh, by the Rhode Island band uh, Brown Bird off their, uh, sadly, final album, Axis Mundi. Uh, Brown Bird uh, started in 2003. It was a solo project of one Dave Lamb uh, and then developed from there uh, to include his uh, eventual wife, Morgan Eve Swain. Uh, starting out, uh, I guess, in around 2010 or 11, they started to get... Uh, a good amount of attention. I actually, uh, mildly personal connection to them. Uh, 2011 was the first year for whatever reason we've talked about it on the podcast before I got to shoot Newport folk festival and went up there. And, uh, one of the first people I met was Dave lamb and, uh, him and Morgan, could not be like, you could not meet 
nicer people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were there, uh, they were playing and their set was amazing, but they, uh, they served much like John McCauley does as sort of like the ambassador of that scene up there. Mm-hmm. And they were really like entrenched in that. Uh, they put out, uh, a couple albums there. Uh, and, and actually this is more albums than I realized they had out. Uh, Saltful, Salt for Salt was the one that they, uh, had out then. Fits of Reason was after that. Um, and, uh, then in, I believe it was 2013, possibly. Or, uh, yes, it was 2013. Uh, they were going to go on tour uh, for uh, Fits of Reason and start working on this. And uh, Dave Lamb was diagnosed with leukemia. Yeah, they were also scheduled for Newport that year as well. They were. And had to cancel. Uh, <clears throat> sad to say... Uh, uh, he succumbed to leukemia. It killed him. Uh, and that uh, was uh, sort of a loss. Uh, it it happens. It's uh, something I want to talk about. It. Uh, we're going to have, you know, sickness. Last week I talked to Chad Clark from Beauty Pill, and we talked about surviving mm-hmm. illnesses and stuff. And like Chad right now, is like, it was on NPR, so it's common knowledge. Uh, he has to have a battery pack on him to keep his heart beating. Uh, you know, sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you survive and sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. Andre lost his father-in-law to leukemia. I mean, think, you know, these things are important. Uh, if you're in a band, it's, it's more important because, uh, a lot of times you don't have health insurance. Yeah. I don't think and they, I don't they did think not. Did. They did not. So I want to get in a little bit after we talk about the album. Um, but, um, so they immediately went off tour and, uh, then started recording this album, uh, knowing that he was, uh, not, going to make it i think uh adam you and i talked about this a little bit uh this is i mean the story behind this is is their, their literal literal swan song mm-hmm. uh as such uh it is uh you know we'll pull no punches here it is uneven it is and it's hard to having said that it's hard to to really how do we how do you review it objectively Without sounding like a dick, without without sounding like a cold hearted asshole. Well, I, I think that's the yeah. thing. Honestly, I think you kind of owe it to him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, I f- listened to it and I found myself thinking, okay, well, I know where they got that. I yeah. know where they got that. I found myself thinking about Camper Van Beethoven. I mm-hmm. found myself thinking about X. You know, they're harmonizing kind of like John Doe and Xine Cervenka. You know, and you know, I, I got a lot of their influences, but I didn't get a very good sense of what they were doing, who they were, Mm -hmm. you know? Have you listened to their prior stuff? He hasn't. That's Okay. The way that I took this is, uh, because I'm actually really familiar, I celebrate their entire catalog. Mm -hmm. And the way that I looked at this is, I kind of, I'm sorry, I I can't keep my eyes off my adorable dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I keep, Leaning down from the mic. Um, the the way that I kind of was listening to this is it is very uneven, but it's almost like a greatest hits where they've um, written songs that are evocative of prior albums and prior yeah. ways that they used to write because each of their albums is is kind of it's pretty different. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the like the Middle Eastern flair was really prevalent in a prior album. The heavy electric guitar is prevalent in a prior album, but they don't go together. I see, and so it, it really did almost seem to me like. He was preparing his own greatest hits album. Um, what I was kind of struck by on the undertones and a lot of the lyrics is it, it is it's a funeral. 
you know, it's very funereal. It's like a journal for someone who's dying, but yeah. it's not, but it really doesn't get to the part, to the point where it's, it's just nothing but a, but a dirge, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's no way to, li- if you know anything about the band, there's no way to listen to this without knowing that he wrote this while he was dying and probably in an intense pain because they were also putting out, um, you know, not not begging for money, but they were putting out a number of pleas saying, look, we don't have health insurance and the, these treatments are costing yeah. this amount of money. So if you want to hear, you know, any more from Brownbird, give us five dollars. Um, and so you kind of knew like what he was going through the entire time. Newport actually did this really beautiful table uh, and video setup. Uh, in 2013 when they had to cancel and mm-hmm. when he was diagnosed where they you could go in and do a a video to him saying uh like what the music did well to both of them and you know to say what you, you understood they were going through and how much you missed them and then they were writing postcards and by the end of the weekend they had this whole video that they had put together of all the different fans from Newport talking about Dave Lamb and also talking about Morgan Eve Swain and and the music, but also this like just huge piles of postcards. It was yeah. really nice. So it's hard to listen to this album without knowing that as the background. Yeah, it is. I mean that's what they're that's what they're pushing as this is this is the thing. And I, would you say this album was done? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Because there are some parts where I'm just like is this just like a trio or something? Is it just like a bass and a drum set? I mean because like it feels like it will well, no, that, that, is their, that, is their their that is their sound. But it just it's feels a, like it wasn't mixed. Uh, it feels like it was just no. kind of, you know. If you are an upright if, bass if you, and occasionally uh, they'll add in a drummer. If you, if you listen to the song, uh, one of the things um, that I enjoy, and again, like both Carrie and I have like, you know, personal connections to mm. this, and uh, is that it is a document of, of dying. You know, it is uh, somebody, and, you know, to say something like, "Oh, that's so brave," I and mean, like, "Fuck you, you're dying." Like, yeah, it's, it's it's horrible, but it is God, that. If I if I if I wrote an album and I was dying, it would probably be like, "Oh God, the most right. chicken, the most chicken shit collection of songs." Right, <laughs> and and <laughs> and know? so because you can't remove that from it. What I what I found in this, I, I find it even though it's it's uneven, it's not uh, the when when Brown Bird is hitting. Or, or was hitting, uh, it was a weird mix of like dark folk, Middle Eastern music that borderline on like heavy metal. Right. But, They're also like Cajun influences. Yeah. I mean, a lot of world influences all really tied and tied so, together really nicely. And I so you, myself, I just found myself really thinking about Camper Van Beethoven. Yeah. But, yes. that, but, and Camper Van Beethoven yeah. does a lot of that, like yeah. the Eastern European stuff. Yeah. Um, and you don't get, uh, I, I'm going to, Say this, and I don't presume to know. So, like anybody is welcome to like correct me on this. Like you don't get like the full like development of that because of the situation. They were like TikTok, TikTok. We got to go. But I think what you do get is that very, uh, uh, very honest. Uh, some of it is 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 closure and acceptance. Some of it is is desperation some of it but it's all like uh a, this document that like ends up being uh, uh sort of a, a just a last you know expression of a person yeah but now i feel like i don't necessarily now now i feel like listening to it again i i'm going to go all ghoul 
on it and I'm going to start looking for things in it. Yeah. And, 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 you, and, and you I don't know that I want to do that. I don't yeah. know that I want to do but, that. But that's also not wrong, but it's also not something that you want to do when it is a stunningly beautiful day outside in yeah. May. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, that's yeah. like a November thing to do. Right. If you want to listen to this album and really try to get more out of it, I would recommend going back and listening to like Fits of Reason and Salt uh, yeah, yeah, Salt. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you'll see where the band can go when they have the time and the resources and the energy to, to put into putting out, um, you know, some pretty perfect albums. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you know, if you've been around, hopefully no one listening to this has had to watch anybody die from cancer, but it's incredibly painful and a wasting experience. Yeah. And it is exhausting. Absolutely exhausting. The fact that they could put this together um, through pain and grief and exhaustion is is pretty remarkable. But I agree wholeheartedly that it's not finished. It's not, it's not near the caliber of the stuff they've put out before, but you don't really expect it to be. But yeah, it. Uh, well, let's hear a song on this, and this is actually uh, just even in the title. Um, this is one of the more uh, desperate songs. It's pale and paralyzed. Even the world was out shaking her down and breaking her mind with unsettling sounds. Courage collapses and uncertainty reigns. She tries to summon the strength to thunder through it again. Sinks her teeth into a terrible rage and plunges her fist into the darkness. She's losing her ground in the war being waged. The war being waged by madness. She's falling prey to the shadows. Caught in a haze where the sadness stays. On the corridor walls She jumps at the sound of each footfall Long and dark is the journey ahead At home her body turns and tosses in bed Often she thinks she hears somebody near But it's just her own blood rushing in her ears The force inside her that steers her ahead Toward the beast in the darkness in the shadows Halfway between being alive and dead The devil is out for her tonight Under the moonlit sky above She's frozen in fear for in fright And in her bloodshot eyes She sees the moon on high Pale and paralyzed, uh, you know. There's no way to see that as anything but a description of uh, his state, possibly when he was. And yeah, there's a line in there. Uh, I think it was like uh, courage fails or something, and, and uncertainty reigns. 
uh, you know, it, it's 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 direct, it's raw, it's. Uh, was it the kind of thing where he discovered he had leukemia, and by the time he discovered he had it, it was just too far along and too yeah. late? Yeah. See, and, and the way that kind of leukemia works is that yeah, it's it, when you find out, it's like. Oh. See ya. Uh, unfortunately, I, we, I fucking hate our healthcare system. Yeah, well, that, really that's thing. So, um, yeah, it. At the end of the day, uh, I, I feel like if if you are, if this story gets you into this band and to mm-hmm. listen to it. I mean, cause to be clear, they did not have health insurance and a lot of people are helping out Morgan East Wayne. I mean, we don't know her personally, but right. a lot of people are helping her out. Devil makes three is taking her out on the road. Uh, and, and because, uh, and honestly, I bet that is an amazing show because I bet it is. They too. are fantastic. And to add yeah. her into that mix is um, amazing. And, uh, and, and now this album that she finished after Dave died, uh, based she, on what they had done, and she's the upright bass in the yes. um, in the the band. Yes. He's the he's the guitar. So that's yeah. what she's bringing to other bands now. Yeah, and um, you know, if the story is what gets you into it, and you're like remotely intrigued, I I personally like if I'm gonna like uh, offer any like conjecture what they were trying to do with uh, this record, mm-hmm. uh, they were making a play for like the bigger time, and they, and they would have got it. Um, which is makes it even a little more sad because uh, they were like it, it, to hear them on record was one thing to see them live they, they were just powerful right you know there's no way to describe that and it was it was powerful because it was it was very uh, it it wasn't this like uh, I'm indie as fuck and look at my suspenders and look at my beard it was like and, and they look you <laughs> look know they look like that you know, <laughs> uh, you know but he, he had like and, a huge beard before anybody you, else had a huge beard you've made some comparisons to X and like they definitely you know had like it came from that scene you can hear it in their music and just mm. know like what they're kind of but uh, you know this was a, a play for that it's impossible to say whether or not that album would have been uh, great you know, because we, but I guess what we're left with is talking about this. Talking the about only the, thing, yeah, it's like the only thing you can do is wonder. Like, you know, I mean, you you also wonder, like, I wonder what album they would have made had he not gotten cancer, or what, what exactly, what, what sort of album would they have made had he not known he? Yeah, you know, they were they're very politically active. Yeah, so we, you know, be having an album like with songs about Ferguson, right, or Baltimore, or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you are, you know, trying to look for a way to um, support the band, you could. I, I would highly recommend you go to their website and buy Salt for Salt and actually just purchase it from them, so you're not worried yes. about them getting their revenue through title. Mm. <laughs> you could just give it straight to them, right? Um, but that album is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Adam, where do you think you're going to fall on this? Uh, I'm going to stream it. Right. Um, you know, it was it's it's an intriguing story. Um, I found the product. Yeah. I knew I knew where they were coming from. I, I kind of got it. You know what it is. I know what it is. Yeah. And uh, I just – it didn't really uh, – the story to me was more interesting. I, I hate to say this because, again, it makes you sound like a dick. But the story to me was more interesting than the music that was on this album. I'm, I mean I'm willing to give Salt for Salt and, and earlier ones you should. Yeah. Uh, a listen. I'll, I'll give it a shot You know, because uh, it sounded it sounded decent enough, you know, Um and I'm sure this album was made absolutely under duress, you know? So mm-hmm. maybe that might be the reason it was kind of uneven to me. Um, but I'll check out some earlier stuff and see what I can get out of it. But for this one, I'm just, I'm going to stream it. All right. 
Um, as a music listener, I'm going to stream it. But as a person, next time I see Morgan Eve Swain anywhere, I'm going to buy all the merch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm actually going to buy it because of what I was saying. Like, I, I feel like this is uh, all art. Uh, strives to be a, a document of humanity, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, for me, this year, this is one of the ones that, uh, as uneven as it is, it, it, it's it's a it's a document. And it's it's, a, it's messy, like people, um, and that and that's okay with me. Uh, it might not be your thing, so I mean, mm-hmm. don't take my suggestion on this. Like, and, and I do. It's not no, no, not your thing, but yeah. like the listeners' thing. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> you, you collective. Know. <laughs> Because but, I like I like a lot of the things, and, and that's I might be I might be I might be way off on on playing spot the influence with these guys. They might be thinking of something else entirely. But for, to me, it sounds like they're getting it. They're they're doing like the X harmonies and they're doing the Camper Van Beethoven well, kind are. of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you know I like that stuff. Yeah. So so yeah, you know. So but if if this the reason I want to say buy it is because if that encourages you to buy it and then get into them and then go look at their catalog, right? Then you should um, because they were an amazing band and uh, you know that got a a, a raw shake uh, uh, things. Right. And, uh, but you know that's. That's life. I, I do want to say before we move on to the other thing, and we're going to put links in the show notes about this. You know, we, we talk about we've talked about insurance for just your instruments and stuff, but if you're a musician, you health insurance isn't a question. You're, you're. I mean, it, it. If you want to get in that business and you want to do that, it's hard. It can be expensive and stuff. But uh, I will tell you from somebody who like had ex- health insurance when I got my chest cracked open, that was a hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Right. And I paid five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. This is not, you know, you're. It can be fun when you're young to be like, I'm never gonna de- happen, and like, it happens. It does. Uh, I went into the hospital when I was like, oh god, I think I was, uh, I was like twenty eight or something. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I, last year. <laughs> <laughs> back no, But I went into the uh, I went into the hospital. Uh, I didn't have health insurance. I was in there for I had a uh, infected epiglottis. And my uh, epiglottis was basically. This is a child-proof podcast. No, no, an, epi- an epiglottis. It's like the. It's like a. It, it covers your windpipe when you swallow, so you don't choke on food all the Again, time. Again, this is a. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, knows what an epiglottis right. is. Yeah. So my uh, my uh, it, mine got mine got infected and swollen shut, so I couldn't swallow anything. Yeah. So I was in the hospital for three days. They gave me IV antibiotics, and it cost about. I think like sixteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I explained to them that I was a penniless kind of musician reprobate, yeah. and uh, they 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 said, okay, we'll we'll let you plead financial hardship, and they knocked two thousand dollars off the bill. Yeah, I was like, wow, thanks. Now, you know? how am I going to find fourteen thousand dollars? Yeah, and 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 again, I am not advocating for. I'm not saying like, look, cancer kills you. Yeah, it does. But but you can have a quality of life while you're dying, right? And, and you if you don't have insurance, you know, you I, might, I don't know. I was talking to I was talking with PJ about this. It's just Dave's gone, and Morgan Eve is now has to deal with that debt. Mm-hmm. And you know that as uh, it, make it a priority, like take care of yourself. Touring is hard. You know, touring is hard. Yeah, it is. Like that life. If you and we choo- had a pretty cush touring thing, we were in hotels. And if stuff, you choose that life, like, like it, there's nothing punk rock about dying, not taking care of yourself and, and yeah. dying. There's nothing. 
Ain't nothing uh, punk rock about a blood transfusion that you have to pay for. Yeah. So, yeah, um, just get just get insurance, man. It's the difference between paying like a five thousand dollar deductible and paying like fifty thousand. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's and I don't know. With uh, people can Obamacare is this big horrid like not horrid, but it's like this big controversial thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you can get an insurance policy for like 80 or 90 bucks a month. And it's not, it's, it's, it's actually an insurance policy that covers things instead of like insurance and right. name only like it used to right. be. Then, then do it, pick yep. one up. You know, if you can afford a fucking hundred dollars a month for your cell phone, uh, you can <laughs> afford a hundred dollars a month. Stop drinking Starbucks and get yourself some damn health yeah, insurance. Seriously. It's not a you joke. Tell me to stop drinking my beer. I was like, woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, take that dog out of your lap. Yeah. And spiting words. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's brown bird. Let's talk about the. Let's go to something. Let's go to a happy place. Oh, wait. This is happy for me. So, uh, <laughs> going to talk about a little uh, Colin Stetson, Sarah Newfield. Is the sun roars into view uh, off of the album Never Were the Way She Was? Uh, it's a new album from uh, baritone saxophonist, although I'm sure he plays many others, uh, Colin Stetson and uh, Sarah Newfold, uh, violin player, multi instrumentalist uh, of 
Uh, if you're a fan of the Arcade Fire, you've seen her there. Mm. I will preface this whole thing by saying she is, in fact, my rock crush. I was going to say, she's kind of a <laughs> badass all around. She is. And I saw Arcade Fire uh, in 2007, I think we were at Austin City Limits. <laughs> you were like, Dole? I was on the Newfield side. I was like, hey, lady. You are like, I love you. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck, I mean, man. I grew, I grew, up, I, I, I grew up playing violin. You sure, you sure smell pretty. Sexy lady. And, uh, Hello, attractive yeah. lady. So, so, yeah, it's really unfair that these two are as attractive as they are, and talented, and seem to be like pretty deep and interesting human beings. Yeah, there um, needs to be some sort of f- flaw. They, they have. Uh, I, I mean, Colin Stetson plays and everything. He's actually, like we mentioned, played on the Beauty Pill record. He, but he's uh, a veritable man about town in the music world. Like, if you need saxophone in 2015, you're probably calling Colin Stetson. Yeah, uh, Newfield has had some. Uh, some luck with she has some projects with some people and it's like it's the bell and fucking facts uh, I, I quite liked uh very much instrumental stuff but it's very uh more string bass and stuff this pairing of them uh, i heard about it last year and uh in full disclosure i've had this album since about I think January. Hmm. Um, been around for, you've had it for a while. I've had it for a long time. Had a long time to sit with it. Uh, it is, and this will be a spoiler, this is one of my favorite albums of this year. Um, there's been a lot of talk about uh, what they've done here, uh, which I don't think you should necessarily explain an album, but for uh, a brief thing, what they're trying to do, it's, it's sort of supposed to be a oral representation of a story uh, of uh, you know part of it has to do with getting lost in the woods mm. and all this stuff much much in the way um, uh, oh god what is that uh, now these are when facts are embarrassing because I can't remember uh, it's a classic work uh, Peter and the Wolf mm-hmm. uh, in, in that uh, this is an all instrumental album uh, this is uh, all two instruments mm-hmm. uh, this heavy baritone sax and uh and this uh, violin. So, uh, Carrie. Yes. You spent a little time with it. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, full disclosure, I uh, was in college when the uh, Philip Glass, Koyana Scotsi yeah. uh, trilogy came out. And um, spent a lot of time laying on the couch of my uh, group house, smoking clove cigarettes and listening to that. Clothes? So Oh, uh, yeah. It was the... Late eighties, <laughs> um, and I'm sure I had huge hair while I was listening to it. But uh, it, it's it's nice to hear that there uh, is a soundtrack for um, you know the misanthropic youth of today to be yeah. able to lay on their couches and smoke whatever they feel like smoking. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. It's so dark, um, but really so well put together. And even on the um, disconnected and disjointed uh, portions of some of the songs, um, you can tell that every no- every note is just so painfully thought out. Um, I just I think it's a, a I think it's a masterwork actually. Yeah, it's a uh, Adam. You were and Henny agrees <clears throat> because she's growling. I yes. I liked it as well. I was really really impressed with Colin. Um, yeah, that guy. And again, I'm not sure if this is if it was the way it was recorded or if if that's how he plays. But the fact that he's 
what you're hearing is, is he's the, what's coming out of the horn is really, really mm-hmm. soft to the point where the clicking of the keys is the loudest thing that you hear. Yeah. And he, he's, he's got incredible breath control either way because mm-hmm. those, those notes are just as solid as Sears. And, uh, I've never heard anybody play like that, you know, and I don't know if it was just mixed that way. Like if he had maybe an extra mic on the keys or, or something, um, and another mic in the, in the top, but, but, that was really impressive, and that was a really inve- inventive way to play. I feel like it's a definitely uh, – it's a weird turn on on intimacy with your instrument. Right. Uh, because, yeah, you're right. I mean these – you know, uh, Marcus was over here, and I played this for him, and he was like, oh, well, he's playing bass, and that, he, that's not bass. It sounds, that's it sounds baritone. Like, right. It sounds like somebody slapping um, it upright. And, and, mm-hmm. and all the percussive sounds you hear on this are, in fact, uh, the keys – on his saxophone, mm-hmm. and, and there's some pizzicato and stuff. Right. I'm sure. I mean, because uh, multiple stringed instruments, but it's uh, yeah, it's largely due to that. It's it's a uh, it's it's a rethinking of because uh, he certainly has the technique. I've just never heard anybody. I've never heard it occur to anyone to play like that. Right. You know, to have what comes out of the horn be so like pianissimo to the point where it's drowned out by the thump of the keys. Yeah. You know, and and have that pianissimo be so sustained you know it's yeah, so you're dropping constant. knowledge on our listeners pianissimo being the term being it's it's the soft one of it's probably one of the softest yes. you can possibly okay. be it's <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> yeah it's really 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 but it's soft. also it's be, this is a very mechanical album to me like i know that it's uh you know evocative of being lost in the woods but to me it's like huge machinery and things falling apart and mm-hmm. something terrible is getting ready to happen and so when you hear the the actual instruments in use as well as the sounds that are coming out of them because you can hear and I'm not sure if I'm uh, misinterpreting where some of the sounds are coming from but some of it is also sounds coming from the body of the violin yeah and you yeah. you know to me it sounds like they're putting the outline of the music out there as well as the music itself so you see the bones as well as the mm. as the music and it's just it's really interesting and some of it is just so Lovely. It's oh, it's beautiful. It's funny too because you mentioned it is it is very much doom and gloom. Yeah, and, and it's not like a sunshine, <laughs> yeah, and rainbows. Yeah, there's I'm gonna do a super cut of every time you sing this on this podcast. That's my jam. Yeah, this is uh, this is the one album that we don't say. This is evocative of the Beach Boys. Yeah, exactly. I hear a lot of pet sounds. Yeah, exactly. in this. There's zippy pet sounds but, in this. You know, I, I don't often like refer back to like the press releases for this, but a lot this was you know uh the intention was to get you to create your own narrative like what's going on in your head and unlike a lot of like uh even the most atmospheric like indie rock that that you have out there this you can sit down and listen to it and be like you can make up your own goddamn stories all day long right Mm. well this also shoves everything else out of your head it's not background music even though you normally think it feels like it could be but it's not not. it feels like oh well I'm gonna put this on and get on the treadmill no you can't it's instrumental and I'll just be able to do something else while I'm while I'm doing this and like the only activity I have found that I can do while listening to this album is like gardening you know I can go out and pull weeds and that's about it and then I end up just laying on the grass like looking and it's the, the, the <laughs> clouds going by and I'm like, damn. <laughs> the, the only the, the, the weakness on this one, I think, is these, these songs are they could not be seven minutes long. Uh, you know, possibly. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it just goes. It's great. But then around minute number six or seven, you're just sort of like, 
Oh, no. All right. Okay. <laughs> I need up for air. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, like you want to go eat chocolate or something. <laughs> really dark, dark yeah, exactly. chocolate like, and cry. Yeah, just get those, get those, like get the, get the, get that fix. Right. So you feel for, okay. For, for me, though, I mean, you need a I, bottle of scotch and some chocolate. Here's why that works. If you talk about like music affecting like your alpha waves and stuff, you want to get like hippie for and shit mm. and stuff. <laughs> what this did the first time I put it on is it it leveled me out. Did it touch you in all your chakras, Kevin? I mean, we don't have the doll here to show. Yeah. You. Where, where did it touch? <laughs> where did the Where did the album touch? Man, you we are you? awful. We are fucking awful. We're making like God. But, uh, no, it. <laughs> Damn it! This is possibly the easiest. We're gonna need a counselor. Uh, like this, we no, yeah. the nicest, counselor because the, the music touched him in a bad done. place. Um, it, no, but it, it was it was Got very much because because I'm a fan of. Uh, so the reason I fell in love, the exact reason I fell in love with music, I don't know if you guys can like chart this back. Uh, my mom accidentally bought, uh, me the soundtrack, John Williams soundtrack of Empire Strikes Back. Mm. So the storybook soundtrack. Did you I, say accident? Accidentally? I, yeah. <laughs> I was stoked to get that. Mm. And then, uh, I got that and I ended up on my Fisher Price, Fisher Price record player listening to that. <laughs> All day long, and right. and from there on, I was just like, music is fucking awesome, right? And this hits on that because what John Williams does by na- nature of like his job, what he gets hired to do is tell stories with his his music and his scores and stuff. And this, like I said, it frees you up to sort of explore. Uh, I haven't wanted to do like acid or. Or any hallucinogenic in a long time, but I'm sort of like, man, this could be a fun. <laughs> no, my brain, my brain can't go there anymore. That's yeah. the last. I just don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm afraid of, of of of. I kind of feel like this would be the absolute wrong album yeah. as the introduction back into acid. Yeah, that exactly. Would, <laughs> but you, you would just end up. That's when you want there. like sunshine, exactly. Sun, <laughs> or no or singing that. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, the album that was on my Fisher Price record player, which was Olivia Newton John. Right. Let's get physical. I had exactly. that one too. I had that one nine to five in Pac Man Fever. It's a which love is of in music. That bin over there. It's a love of music, which is completely different from what you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it, it's interesting because it's not. Uh, I, I think it's complex composition without being like overbearingly complex. It's also like for some reason it's. A lot of times this type of music to me just sounds like we're making this to show you how much better we are than everybody else. And it's obnoxious to a degree. This is not. It is just like, look, we want to give this to you. Yeah. And we're sorry if it bums you out, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I know people who do this kind of music, and they are it's just, just like the level of pretension. Like, you're just like, is, God, come on, dude. stop. I'm like, an instrumentalist and arranger. Yeah, but I'm not getting that here. <laughs> I'm not getting that here. I think they just thought it would be cool to do. But honestly, you know, the violin to me, the violin it's it's an important part of it, but it all it it just sort of seems a little secondary to me um, in comparison. I to agree what with the that. I mean, the, ba- the base of this is the. The, the the depth of that little that last turn in the baritone, mm-hmm. you know that that's the base of all this music. That's that's what hits you. That hits you in your core. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, hold on. Oh, no. Just before the podcast sinks below the surface so of the water. Now we have to critique that so we don't get sued. Thanks, Adam. 
Uh, that performance that's, of that is. That's Leslie uh, Gore. She just yeah, died. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, care. Yeah. She doesn't care. Uh, let's hear a song off this. And I, I, I was gonna. I recommend in the Vespers, but the single and they have a video out for it now is the rest of us. And you it, can't say they have a single. They just have a song that they pushed forward. Okay. There's no such thing okay. as a single on this okay, album. But although in the Vespers, I think was what they were claiming to be the quote unquote uh, like most accessible track. But, but the one I want to play is the one they made the video for uh, the rest of us because it highlights what we're. Talking talking about the percussive stuff mm-hmm. and that. Uh, and you'll hear the drum, the drums in, in podcast quotes come in, in, in the, real quick. So uh, this is the rest of us from uh, Colin Stetson and Sarah Newford.
So the rest of us, uh, off of never were the way she was. I mean, that, like you were saying, the guy is never supposed to cigarette. <laughs> no. He's got amazing breath control. He's doing circular breathing. Um, and and it's, it's kind of a trick where you're kind of uh, blowing out while also like mm. uh, inhaling through your nose and you're kind of able to sustain um, sustain a note and sustain for a really long time without stopping to, dr- to like draw breath and breaking the note as you're going. And um, it kind of came to prominence through very unfortunate means. Like Kenny G was the guy who made it popular. Uh, I think he won like some kind of like fucking Guinness book of world records. for yeah, the longest yeah, yeah. Sustained note. And everyone hates Kenny G, you know? Um, but he's this, this guy's Not breathing everyone. is pretty amazing. And uh, it's weird to say that, you know, because it's like, you know, when, when you're dealing with other instruments, you're dealing with like, wow, his fingers, you know, wow, his, his, his stick control, you know what? But like with saxophone and wind instruments, it's your breath. And this guy's got pretty amazing breath Yeah, um, to be able to do things so softly and to keep things going and to have his tone be so like sustainable and rich. It's, it's pretty amazing. I, I think especially on that track, uh, which is probably why that was one of the first ones they released it. There, there is, an implied and an unavoidable like physicality mm-hmm. like you you feel it like yeah. you can't and then it's matched with uh those like ghostly like vocals going on in the back and sure. you don't know what the 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 violin is doing stuff in this atmosphere it's uh you know like, like you said, Gary, it's just, it's, it's masterful. It's yeah. like, because it's not, you know, normally when you think of a wind instrument, you think what you can do with it is control your breath and control the tone on the instrument. But he is also using every other part of the instrument as the percussion, mm-hmm. which I, I've never heard before. I've never heard anybody do that. I've never heard anybody do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, there's, that- there's no drum. In that song, uh-uh. there's no drum kit. There's of, no synthesizer. Yeah. That's him using a saxophone to not only be the the base of the song, but also the um, the, the percussion, and it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and it's been a long time since we've heard anybody really do anything kind of groundbreaking on the saxophone, hasn't it? It feels like that that's a garden that we've pretty much tilled I'm, every right, corner but of. You but well we, know, we hear it. You, you know I am a huge fan of, of, of <laughs> yeah. any I mean, you belong to the city, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, like, I'm good with that. This is a whole other level. Of, Duke Silver. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> what about Glenn Fry's The Heat Is On? Yeah, 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 yeah. Her name is is Rio. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, part of what I enjoy about the instrument is is like I said the physicality of it. Mm. Like it's breath powering this thing and it's not like a little like sissy ass horn. It, it, it has oh, It's like a damn steam engine. Yeah, and it, and it just it it carries uh, this weight, it resonates if you put it in front of a mic it's going to hit you in your gut. Mm. You know, whereas the trumpet will just hit you treble in your ears and you hit you in your head, and so you're focused. But this is it's it's a it's such a visceral instrument, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like Cold Specs has um, uses a lot of uh, she does a lot of baritone sax also, which is it goes perfectly with her voice. Yeah, yeah, it is an amazing instrument. Yeah, so he's doing interesting stuff with it, and it's been a long time since. But it's been a long time since I've, I've you know, 
heard an interesting, not interesting placement of saxophone, but interesting use of a saxophone. And I hope we get a lot of emails in response to it. Be like, what are you talking about, Adam? Because I want to hear more people doing this. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, yeah, but you're right. I am not, you or I are not aware of, like, I, I can't recall. Right. I've got a few, a few bands sitting in, uh, in our emails that are doing something similar, all instrumental, basically sax based and stuff. But, uh, Oh, the two, what are those? They're two bands, the two saxophone players, Moon, Moon Cave or something. Hold on. Moon Hooch. Moon, Moon I do like those. I, I'm not I, a fan. Uh, yeah. I think those guys sound like somebody's gang, gang raping a goose. Whoa. But, okay. You know, uh, the, but, but they're not doing anything interesting. Okay. You don't think that's interesting? <laughs> no. No. Adam Dawson, Bob Boylan in the Thunderdome. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually like it, but I agree with you. I mean, it's it's not well. It's certainly not as interesting as this. No. It. I I enjoy it. It it strikes me the Moon Hooch stuff strikes me as jam band shit. Yeah, I saw him opening up for They Might Be Giants, and I just well, that's like, your first problem. But I like They Might Be Giants. I'm sure <laughs> you're going to be such a good dad. <laughs> uh. So, so where are you going to fall on this album, Adam? Uh, I'm going to buy it. Yeah? Yes. I'm going to buy it. I'm a fan. Uh, I think the guy's doing really interesting stuff. Uh, the violin was just a, you know, a, a good bed to lie on. They, yeah. they kind of created something. And be clear, they, they wrote this together. So yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's not like it's not like you know he was doing something and said, I'll, I'll bring you along, little Missy, right, or anything right, like right, that. Right. You know, not, not to take away from what she, she was doing, but I was just more interested in what the saxophone was doing. I think gotcha. overall it's a great package. I think it's a lot of – it's – it takes some effort to listen to it. Uh, I'd shave off a minute or two on a couple songs. Yeah. But overall, uh, you know, I'm, I'm planning on listening to this uh, more than a few times. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I am going to buy it. Um, and I have uh, kind of an opposite take of Adam in that I think that the violin is crucial to balance the album. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the um, melodies that she comes up with and a lot of the instrumentation, the tonality that she has in there is just a perfect foil to the saxophone. And I think it's fantastic. Um, I, uh, I'm totally going to buy it like nine times. Yeah. I was going to say something else and then I forgot. Yeah. Because I've had now two mint juleps. Yes. <laughs> and there's a sleeping there's dog a sleeping on my dog lap. On there's lap. a sleeping pooch. Poor job. <laughs> uh, I'll think of it halfway through whatever you're going to say. I, I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm going to buy the shit out of it. And I, and I would buy it like nine times. I, I, uh, it's well documented how I've been weird about what I am like thoroughly enjoying this year. I just remembered. Okay. What? Um, I do think that the songs are a little bit long, Mm -hmm. but I honestly believe that that extra minute when you're allowed to zone back out of the song allows you to focus back for the next song. If it were five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, you would probably have to go to an asylum. Let's get to why I will buy it. Uh, what I am finding myself looking for is an album that I can get lost in and I can just put on and I can sit down and all of a sudden I'm like, done and it's not even like a, a twitchy like twitter finger like trying to get you know uh, do something in multitask but this like i said it levels out my alpha waves or whatever and i sit down and listen to it mm-hmm. and uh for me i don't know if it's happened uh for a long time i don't think it's happened since i started the site uh it it is it's sort of a cheap shot because it's like I grew up playing in a symphony. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, of course I'm going to enjoy it. But, yeah, the artistry on display of what Colin Stetson is doing, 
uh, I think the arrangements and 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 I I do like Sarah Newfield's work, and, and it's not. Colin Stetson is doing a different thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he's elevating the instrument, whereas Newfield is like really good at what she's doing. So I I, I totally get that, but yeah, it, it's a. Uh, uh, it's like you say. It's a, it's a it's a masterwork. Mm-hmm. It, this is this is a, uh, in my opinion, a must listen. I found myself because uh, you know me. I'm just such a cynical fuck. I found myself like it's weird about these two albums because I thought that I would r- end up really liking the Brown Bird, and I thought I'd end up hating and this. I, I thought you would like both. Yeah. To be fair. Um, well, the Brown. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that I didn't like the Brown Bird. It's yeah. just mm, you didn't love the. Brown I didn't Bird. love the Brown Bird, and but but I looked at the I looked at the. Uh, you know, Stetson and Newfeld record, and I noticed that all all the song titles were like sentences, and they weren't capitalized. <laughs> and it had, and it had a like really every, awkward title. Every like every like cynical <laughs> indie as fuck. Yeah, every cynical like oh fuck off. Like alarm bell was going in my off in my head, and I put this on literally with like a look on my face, like I was I was smelling dog shit. That was a look on my face, just like oh, God. And I, you know, I was being completely unfair. And uh, I put it on and I listened to it and I thought, well, okay. And then I listened again and again and again. And, you know, I'm I'm for it. I don't know if it's unfair that I also, uh, when I looked up a little bit more about their background after hearing it two or three times, when I saw that he was 40, I liked it that much better. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, he's 40. Right. Yep. <laughs> I don't know um, why that made such a difference. But theoretically, I mean, like, like on paper, I should hate this shit, shouldn't I? So Colin Stetson... Call Carrie. No, no, no. Colin Stetson is well, well fixed up. I'm okay. just saying. No, I'm not talking about it like a guy, like yeah. guy thing. I'm thinking about like an age thing. Like I didn't see what age she is. If she's also above forty, I will give it even more. But doesn't up. it seem like you guys? Doesn't it seem like on paper we should hate this album because it's like it's no, like not me. Uh, that's what I was saying. You know, not, well, it's a, it's an instrumental reinterpretation of Peter and the Wolf done by a saxophone. I, I, I will say this. You know, it's and, like and, ah. You don't understand. <laughs> that is totally Kevin's wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> having heard though. A lot of bad albums of people trying to do this who are – it's interesting you say the 40 thing. People who are like in their 20 mm-hmm. – like 25 or something and be like, I went to school for composition. It's like good. But you haven't learned like right. any fucking music right. how to play. I'm I'm getting pedicures and manicures every every week in order to get my nails stronger. Correct. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so – Everybody so, does that. Uh, yeah. But don't you hate those guys, though? I mean, I, I hate those guys. This like, is this is was an indie package. We rescued a calliope from a <laughs> junkyard, and we've lovingly restored it with our own parts, and uh, we've recorded it uh, only on a- on analog, and we pressed it to vinyl. You can and, only listen to it on a Victrola, yeah, 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 a wind up Victrola. It won't it won't have the same, you know, and it has to be at at seventy seven RPMs perfectly. And you must be drinking a shit. Exactly. No. There no. you go with the fake word again. You must be drinking absinthe. <laughs> you know, it's like shut the fuck up. But look, but look, and, and we recorded and that, this wearing sort of smoking jackets yeah. because if you take these two, but it feels like that album should should you, be and, done and, by those guys, but it's not. The, if you take you know? these two artists, uh, and and that's what you think, and a lot of people think like that, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, they should. Uh, but if you take these two artists and look at like how it's presented, how it's sold, the press release, whatever, like. Yeah, you would look at that and be like, "I'm never listening to this," right. and I and I am here <laughs> to tell I you, I am here it. to tell you that like, put that down, put that <laughs> down in general, but put that and, and I'll I'll cop to something. New Mumford and Sons album isn't bad. It sounds like the National. <laughs> so there it is. 
if and you're not you know, careful, you might learn kids, something before we're yeah, done. Exactly. Here nah, 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 <laughs> gonna have a good time. And, <laughs> and that, uh, 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 but that's the point. It's like that, like. You know, you'd be like, this is like indie as fuck. And oh my God, I got to listen to it. It's like, you don't have to listen to it for that. You should listen to it because it's fucking good. It is really yeah. good. I just have to get past my, my, my We all do, man. Snobbery. It's okay. Just pretend it was made by Philip Glass. Yeah. But all I'm saying he's is, like 90. if on, on paper, I never would have listened to this if I hadn't have been forced to by being on this podcast. Yeah. Otherwise, because like on paper, I would have looked at it and said, I will listen to I wouldn't listen to this. So, if, Adam, are you what? are you saying that being on this podcast is making you a better person? It's oh. it's, it's it's open and it's open in some oh, horizons. All man. right. I feel good now. You know? I, I just like to extrapolate a little bit from what you just said. Mm-hmm. Being on this podcast makes you a better person. Yeah. yeah. And you're admitting that you like they might be giants means you're going to be a great dad. <laughs> I like they might be giants. They're clever. Yeah. So that's uh that's about our podcast for this week. Uh uh, we were going to play a song. We're not going to because we've been going along in my podcast. I don't got to play shit if I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's my basement. Uh, I, I will say, uh, Adam, what's going on the uh, Robert Allen Wilson watch? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, is is uh, Robert, I thought you were in charge of him this week. Uh, I, I think he's going to... He's going to write, he's working on a song called If You Ain't a Redneck, You Ain't Shit. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it's, it. It's, it's kind of like got that. Dun, 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 <laughs> Is it going to premiere dun, at the uh, Landmark Festival? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> it says it welcomes all genres and local artists. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, he's. Robert Allen um, Wilson is the ultimate genre. Yeah. Let's just consider that. I don't see anyone actually uh, competing with him for the ultimate in I don't genre. either. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, tune in next week for more news on Robert Allen Wilson. And uh, in the meantime, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher. You can download us from the site. You can listen to us from the site. If you're not in Internet Jail, if you are, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not anymore, so that's good. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, thank you guys for coming. This has been fun. We had, we had a fucking pugwawa. Does anybody want some, if anybody wants some sports tips, just uh, also send Kevin an email. Yeah, don't do, don't do that. Because Kevin loves talking sports. Uh, as, as always, uh, take care of your ears, and uh, more importantly, take care of your people, and we will talk to you in a battle week. See you later. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!